This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is April 29, 2020. Appreciate you being with me. It's gonna. It's been a very rocky but interesting times. I mean, the market was really did well today, and basically, based on, on good news from Gilead about uh, a possible treatment that's going to phase three, that seems to be doing pretty well. So, it's been very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, has it, did anybody imagine the change in the economy that we've been dealing with here? I mean, think about what just two months ago. We, his economy is doing great. Now it's really tanking. It's really unprecedented what's, help, what's happening here. And obviously, as an investor, you have a range of financial investment questions at this point. I'm sure you do. And I'm going to do my best to provide unbiased answers here on Invest Talk. This is the, you know, this is the radio show. We call on radio show we do every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And you want strategies, you want some ideas, you want to figure out how to deal with this volatility, and I totally get that. That's why we're here. It's all, all toward, we're all working for the same goal. We really are financial freedom for everybody. You know, anybody listening to this program, everybody's working for that. They don't, you know, you don't want to be. You want to get to a point where you don't feel so strapped. You don't feel that you have to live paycheck to paycheck, and you got to start putting away money for your retirement. I understand that. That's what the show is to help you get there. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you call me today, this hour. And through the Invest Talk radio program, the podcast, I, I want to help you become a better investor. That's the whole purpose of this show. Justin and I, Justin Klein and I, are trying to help as many people as we can by answering the questions that you have. And of course, you know, this won't, it won't you know, it's not a uh, it's something that will just mean everything will be fine. You still have to work at it. It's it's not going to be that simple, but at least I'll help give you a place to to go to to ask questions. And no question is too simple, so don't worry about asking any kind of question. As long as it's financial, we'll talk about it. Okay, and you know we're a little bit different. Our investment firm, KPP Financial, we're a little bit different because we're dedicated to give unbiased guidance and recommend investor strategies. That will help you, and that's what we're that's what we're here for. Okay, so I'm ready to make, take your questions, answer your questions. Uh, any financial questions are welcome. Our anytime listen line is open, and I'm taking your calls at eight 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 ninety nine chart, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Okay, so during this uh, COVID nineteen stay at home situation, Justin and I, are, you know, can't has we've had to postpone all travel, all the travel plans. But we still will do no cost, no obligation portfolio assessments and reviews. We do it through telephone, Skype, or Jive, whatever is easiest for you. Uh, you know, especially you need to have some help. We need to have a you know a portfolio that's balanced and optimize it. And to do that, we can help you. We we can give you that guidance on that, depending on how much risk you want to take and how you know how aggressive you want to be or not aggressive you want to be. So send us a message to investtalk.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. You can learn more at investtalk.com. That's two T's, investtalk.com. My main talking point today concerns this story. Working from home is a model here to stay. 
I mean, the coronavirus pandemic has forced millions of us, including my, myself and my team, to work from home and telecommunicating. We can do it. It wasn't that difficult at all. So huh, is everybody going to do that? How many people, how many of us are going to continue that practice, even when it's already opened up? We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about also the greatest trade that has ever been made, and it took 30 days, by Bill Ackerman. Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman, hedge fund, big hedge fund guy. And talk about how much money he made in like 30 days. You'll be amazed. GDP, another economic news and data is out. We're going to go over some of those numbers and you know talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about the Gilead uh, uh, Gilead's uh, new drug. I can't pronounce that name. That, that they've been testing. It's now going to going to phase three, uh, and it looks pretty pretty good. And this is not a vaccine. I think people are confusing. It's not. It's a treatment. They tested a five-day treatment with this particular drug and a 10-day treatment, and they found out that the five days was just as good as the 10 days. So, But now they're going to phase three. So, And they've been using it on human beings because of the, the law that Trump passed that allows you to, anybody to take voluntarily experimental drugs, and some people have been taking it. So it's an interesting situation. We'll, we'll go with that. And when... To, when, when we start to go back, when we open up the economy, are we actually going to participate? Are you going to go do go back to what you regularly did? Should you? We're going to talk about that. So that's what I'm going to talk about. But, of course, your calls and your questions guide the show. I'm, I'm just here to help answer questions. So you can take the show anywhere you want, as long as you stay on the financial part of things, and we'll talk about it. The market was up big. That was up 532 points. The NASDAQ 306 and the S&P 76. So it's now, uh, you know, I've talked about the Fibonacci numbers. It's now point, approaching the 0.618 area. And for those people who are techies and technology, I mean, uh, read charts, the chartists out there. Um, know what that means. That, you know, you're getting close to the resistance. It already broke through the 50% resistance level. There's several resistance levels on Fibonacci numbers. And we're reaching close to the last one at 0.618. That's the last one before we head back up to the old high. Do you think we're going to go to the old high? That's my question for you. Do you guys think here we are? Don't know. So that's what we're going to discuss today, everybody. What do you want to talk about? 888-99-CHARTER is our number, 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And yes, we have intermittent digital noise issues on our broadcast, and we are trying to fix it. You know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm working, we've got new boxes in today. Now we just need to get them installed. So we're going to be doing that right now. We'll hopefully have this up and running by tomorrow. So please bear with us. I'm now ready for any of your unbiased questions or with unbiased answers. So give me a call. We're taking calls live, 888-99-CHART. Now that this coronavirus scare has shut down all the gymnasiums, my wife has had to go and start running again. That's her normal workout now, and all of a sudden her knees became inflamed, creating lots of pain. Obviously, she's looking for relief. 
and started applying Quanta's Muscle Rub multiple times per day, three times a day. She told me it helps reduce her soreness and discomfort. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm skeptical about many of these kind of products. I'm here to tell you, from personal experience, this brand is believable. Quanta is a publicly traded applied science company. They make health and wellness products utilizing patented technology and makes them up to five times more efficient. Their flagship product is an all-natural muscle rub that alleviates aches and pains because it directly reduces inflammation. We have teamed up to help listeners to invest talk. So for a limited time, you can save 20% off of all Qantas health wellness products by using the coupon code INVEST, that's I-N-V-E-S-T, on their website. Their website is buyquanta.com. That's B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. You are listening to Invest Talk, and some states are reopening. So how quickly could our economy come back to life? You've got finance and investment questions? Call Invest Talk 888-99 Chart. Okay, let's talk to Kevin in Philadelphia. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, hey, good, Steve. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Thank you for I calling. Appreciate it. I was just wondering about Royal Dutch Shell. Could you give me uh, an idea what you think? It looks pretty good. Fundamentals. I wanted to put a half a position in that and a half in Exxon together, the two of them. Hmm. Well, Royal Dutch Shell, um, everybody, is a Netherlands-based company. Exxon, of course, is based in the United States. Uh, uh, Royal Dutch is Netherlands engaged in exploration, production, refining, crude oil, and natural gas worldwide. So they're they're a completely integrated company. Uh, so that's a good thing. I like the integrated big companies. They're 145 billion dollars in size. Um, what I don't like about them is the last four quarters their their sales have been shrinking. Four quarters. Um, and if you go to ExxonMobil, I'm trying to make a quick comparison. They've also shrank in the last four quarters, but much less. I'm not sure why. Uh, uh, okay. ExxonMobil, they're going to lose money this year. That's what they have scheduled, and then make a dollar seventy-six next year. Or let's see, Royal Dutch is RDSB. RDSB. Let's see what their earnings picture looks like. Oh, come on, Steve. RDSB. It's hard to it's hard to check two companies going back and forth with all the software. Uh, they are going they they are actually going to make money. So fundamentally, they look like they're going to make money, whereas ExxonMobil won't make money for the next year, uh, for this year, and make some next year. And well, that looks like they're going to make more money than ExxonMobil, even though their sales have fallen. So they're apparently much more they're more efficient. They pay a nice dividend. I don't know if we can rely on the dividends at this point, but Royal Dutch has a scheduled a 10% dividend, or ExxonMobil, remember, that's looking back, so it's 7.3. But I don't think you can rely on that at this point because, because of you know what they're going, they're both going through. So just be very careful. Royal Dutch looks just a little bit better to me on the fundamental side. So that's the one I would pick if, if I were you. Okay, my main talking point today. Thanks, I appreciate the call, by the way, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, the working from home model. Um, do you think it's here to stay? 
already 7% of the workforce works from home. So we already have a good amount of people working from home. Most of those people, though, I think are, are tech people and sales people. Okay? Because you can easily, I have, had a, I have a brother-in-law who's been working from home for the last 30 years, and he's in tech. Okay? He's a software um, engineer kind of guy. So I, 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 we already know that a certain segment of the population does that, but now we've had a huge increase because of this coronavirus. And the question is, is are they going to continue? I think that we have shown that you can do work from home. I, I think it's going to be more and more popular. I think it's going to gain in popularity. So I think that the change just accelerated, accelerated the, the, what was already happening. Um, it, it, you know, it, it won't change. Some, most jobs you're just not going to be able to do from home. But there's quite a lot of service jobs that can be done from home. And, you know, with a new Internet economy, you know, I know lots of companies that do work over the Internet but still have offices that they probably don't need. They can have all those employees working from home it's always been a question, well, how do you supervise? You can supervise based simply on technology. I think it's here to stay. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger as we go forward. Um, it won't be the complete workforce, but I think it's just going to get bigger. 888-99-CHARGE is our number, 888-992-4278. Did you see the Gilead uh, announcement that they had positive findings for the drug that they've been testing this drug is a treatment, a five to ten day treatment regime using this drug, and they're going to go to phase three trials now. So that's going to take a little while. It's not going to. It's not. It's not a vaccine, but it's a pretty good indicator of if you get it that they have a, a treatment. Now they already had certain treatments they're they're using. They just not you know haven't been gone through the FDA and everything. But this one is the probably the lead treatment going through all the processes that needs to be done to get approved. Okay? On the next Invest Talk, this story. Many analysts think markets are likely to hit fresh lows as the pandemic-scared economic and corporate data becomes obvious. Are they right? I, you know, I've been saying that. The story is tomorrow. We'll discuss it in more detail. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm going to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. April is National Literacy Month. It was created to highlight the importance of financial literacy. The objective is to teach Americans how to establish and maintain healthy financial habits. And you are already on the right track by listening to Invest Talk. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Uh, love your show. Uh, my name is Herbert. I'm calling here from San Antonio. And my question is, I'm a healthcare worker, so I have jobs. Unfortunately, most people don't, so I'm very blessed to have a job right now. My question is, if I'm able to pay off debt or invest, what should I do first? Should I pay off my debt or should I do both or should I invest? Thank you so much. Love the show. Bye-bye. Okay, always think of your the, always think about your money. What is the best use of your money, right? So you have the earnings. What's my best use? When you have debt, 
Okay, debt in and of itself is not bad unless it's expensive debt. If it's really cheap debt, then it's not as bad. Now, what do I mean? If you have credit card debt, that's very expensive. Get rid of that. Car debt, those, that's usually pretty expensive most of the time. You've got to get rid of that. But if you have a mortgage debt and you're paying mortgages 3.5%, that's pretty cheap debt. So you don't want to necessarily pay that off because you can make more money on the money. Okay, so when you have you pay off all debt, probably I can say this pretty confidently, you pay off all debt except for your mortgage debt. And even in the mortgage debt, I like you to pay more each month on the monthly payment for the mortgage. But that debt is good debt because you're buying an asset. All other credit card debts and other debts, usually the asset, if you did buy an asset, it's a depreciated item versus a house, which usually appreciates. So you pay off debt first in general, general terms. Pay off before you invest money in the stock market. Remember, in the stock market, you're taking risk with that money. Now, to take risk, you need to have better returns. You've got to have good, solid returns over the long term, and you do. But, you know, if you're paying a, a credit card debt of, you know, 14% or 20%, you know how difficult it is to make that kind of money uh, on a, in the stock market per year? It's not a good choice. You paid the debt off. You get rid of that. Just think, if you pay that off, you're not paying that extra 14 20%. You're actually making it because you're not paying it anymore. See, so that's what you do. You pay debt off first, generally speaking, except for maybe the mortgage debt. Okay? Okay, now did you read this about Bill Ackman's trade? Now he put $27 million on a hedge bet right just before the, the COVID virus tanked the market. And when it tanked the market, he got out of that hedge bet on March 23rd right near the bottom. I mean, from the top to the bottom is very good timing. Remember, don't try to time the market. You can't do it. It's almost impossible. He did on this bet, and his $27 million hedge bet turned into $2.6 billion profit, largest trade profit ever. Now, he's in a hedge fund, right? He's a hedge fund manager. He owns a hedge fund. And this is what happens with hedge funds. Hedge funds can do really, really good, but if he, do it, but if he, what, they can also do really, really bad. What if he got, went the wrong direction? What if that didn't work out? He lost $27 million. See, and they borrow, hedge funds borrow money to invest. They take huge risks. So either a hedge fund is going to be a big hero or a big dunce most of the time. So just be careful. Okay, let's go to Ray in La Brea. Ray. Are you there? Hey, hey, Steve. This is Ray and uh, Ray the Longshoreman from Brea. Hey, oh, Steve. Long time you, since I long time since I've talked to you. Hey, yeah. a question. Question. I'm considering buying into this oil play, and I don't know whether to purchase XOP, the Standard Poor's Oil and Gas Exploration, or buy the ETF GUSH, which is two times leveraged but owns 91 percent of their of their holdings are in the XOP. Wow. Yeah. I'd probably stay with the XOP if I was between those two. And XOP, everybody, is ETF seeking performance corresponding to the S&P Oil and Gas Exploration and Production Select Industry Index. It's pretty high risk at this stage. You know that, right? 
I mean, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, I see it. It's filled, it's filled the gap, and the relative strength has moved way up towards the seventy mark. Yeah, I think, I think it's too late right now. I think you got to wait till it rolls over. I think you need to wait. Um, oil and gas, we're, we have plenty of it, so it, I think the whole industry is going to be difficult. The uh, the drilling exploration because we don't need it more anymore right now. So I think the whole industry is is an, is an issue. If you're going to buy oil, I'd stay with the big oil integrated oil companies. That would be my suggestion. This was up ten point eight three percent today. I don't know, you know, that filled that what he calls a gap, and you know it did fill the gap today. Um, why is it so up so much? Because oil prices have been recovering, but. I have a feeling when expiration date, uh, option expiration date comes around again, the third Friday of next month, you're going to have to see some a lot of volatility in oil prices again. So be very, very careful. This is a very difficult area to be in. I would, I would not be in this, this particular uh, area of oil and gas exploration, and you know, I would just wouldn't be in that area right now because we got too much of it now. 888 chart 888 Remember, the market was up today, 532 points on the Dow, 306 on the NASDAQ, and 76 on the S&P 500. I mean, it's made a really good return, about almost 60% off of the, from the bottom back to the top, uh, about 60%. And just be very, very careful. It's, it's now a pretty high-risk market. So don't don't just be all anxious. I, I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of people feeling like they missed out trying to jump in here at the last minute. And I I really suggest you guard against that. Okay. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities, the chance to learn better ways of doing things the prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. You are listening to Invest Talk, and there has been some reason for optimism regarding the COVID-19 crisis. However, there is still much uncertainty. So you'll have finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk 
888-99-CHART. Okay, I was a little bit slow trying to get the the, uh, trivia question in. I didn't get it before the break, but here's a trivia question. Okay, um, America's economy just had its worst quarter since 2008, thanks to the pandemic. But how does the COVID-19 death rate compare with other leading causes of death in the United States? For example, flu, the influenza, pneumonia. And I I was really interested in this question. I really like this question. Okay, this data came from the CDC, Centers of Disease Control, uh, part of the federal government, of course. And it's 2017 data, because that's the last year we have fully finalized statistics. So in 2017, a total of 2,813,503 people in the United States died. Okay? That was registered death. So those people died in register. You know, you don't have a death certificate. Yeah, well, we can't talk about those people. And the age-adjusted death rate, which accounts for the aging of the population, was 731 deaths per 100,000 people. Okay? Now, in 2017 alone, influenza pneumonia caused the death of approximately the same number of Americans as have been killed by the COVID-19 so far. Same number. Okay? Of course, people are going to say, well, the COVID-19 didn't start till just this year, and the flu, we're talking about a full year. So, you know, there's still numbers to be adjusted here. But here are some of the other leading causes of death. Heart disease killed 647,000. Remember, the COVID flu people, what is it? 60,000? That's what it is so far. So heart disease, 647,000. Cancer, 599,000. Accidents, just accidents, 169,000. And how about chronic lower respiratory disease, which is what COVID kills people, right? You get pneumonia, basically. Your lungs fill up. 160,000. Stroke, 146,000. This is every year, everybody. Every year. All-timers, 121,000. Diabetes, 83,000. The flu, 55,672 in 2017. Kidney disease, 50,633. Intentional harm. They have a category for that. Suicides, 47,173. So I think that's a very interesting comparison, and that's a comparison I think we should be making. How bad is it compared to other things? And try not to frighten everybody by telling you how many people are dying every day from this COVID thing. Well, people die every day from other things too. I'm not saying it's. I'm not trying saying it's not serious. It is serious. It's very serious. I understand that, but I just think we need to put put it in scale in scale, okay, um, what are we going to have, 100,000 people die from this in a year? I don't know, 150? I, I really don't know. But, you know, we have 169,000 people die in accidents every year. Okay, what is the life expectancy at birth for a person in the United States as of 2017? 78.6 years. 78 and a half years old is our life expectancy. Let's go to Kevin in, in Maui, Hawaii. How you doing, Kevin? Great, Steve. How are you doing? I hope you remember me. I'm dollar cost guy. I'm resurfacing again. <laughs> I used to be a client of yours, oh. and I dollar costed in in 08 in the S&P 500 uh, E-minis. Okay. Um, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm listening. 
Okay, so so I, my question for you, last, last back then I did this very linearly. Like every 100 points, I added three contracts to the downside. Dollar costing in between 1500 and the 700 low we saw, or 670 And I remember you telling me it would be better to uh, weight that average. The deeper we go, the more you add. So I'm trying to pick a, a low to calibrate my system with. And right now I'm trying to decide between retesting that 670 level or the 1500-ish level. <laughs> Because I, I think we're definitely have not seen the bottom, but whatever. So I, I just wanted to get your take on if you had to answer, where do you think this is going? I know we don't have all the information, but you know, is 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 retesting that 08 or 2009 low out of the question, in your opinion, or is that I don't a I don't think it's out of the question. I don't want to scare anybody, but I don't think it's out of the question. I think most uh, most people think well, we're going to just retest the lows we recently made. Okay. So of the of the indexes, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's the majority of the opinion at this point. I, I am pretty sure that we're going to have some kind of retest, and the odds of it breaking down and going to the 2008 low are probably pretty low, 20 percent, 30 percent, pretty low. Um, as as to should you play that, I would I would just have that in the back of my head as a as a possibility, but not a probability. Okay, Kevin. Okay. So, okay. So, I mean, I know that's pretty dire, but I think I think the numbers we're going to see in the next six months are going to be pretty devastating economically. But I don't. I, I, I'm just I'm just planning a system and you know to to go with the plan. So anyway, I just thought I'd get your point. You guys do an excellent job. Thanks for everything and hello Thanks, to Kevin. the group. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Breeden in Santa Barbara. Hey, how you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Hey, I was calling. I came across this stock. I was looking to get a opinion about. It's called Inner Workings. It's I N W K. I see. I N W K. Okay. Um, you're thinking about maybe buying it? Yeah, yeah. It's still pretty. It's hard. a very small company. 110 million. I mean, that's that's a micro cap. It uh, procures and delivers printed products to clients in retail, consumer products, and advertising industries. It's going to make two cents this year. It made fourteen cents last year. Next year, it's going to make twenty-three cents. This is a two-dollar stock. So, based on next year's earnings, if that is true, it's a fairly inexpensive stock at two dollars and twelve cents. The stock was trading around ten, eleven dollars a share in two thousand seventeen. And it had a huge update today, up almost 50% today, 49.3%. Now, that's what happens with these very low-priced stocks. I mean, it's it's only up 70 cents, but when you're talking about a stock is a dollar, you know, 43 or so uh, for the low today, that's a huge up. And it was up a a big yesterday, too. But remember, it fell in in two, at the beginning of the year, it was selling for 550, and today it's at 212. So depending on where you bought it, you, you've taken a huge, huge punishment, or if you bought it the low, you're doing great. I don't know if I would chase it at this stage. I would. That must have been earnings. Did you see what, what the what, why went up that much, Breeden? Did, did you see the news uh, on it? No, I didn't. I didn't look into it that much today. I just I came across it yesterday. I guess. Okay, uh, I'm trying to find it real fast. 
No, continue litigation. Okay, so, uh, leading securities fraud law firm. They're being sued for securities fraud. So some, probably some kind of positive news came out of that. I wonder if that's what happened. Something happened to, God, to drive it like this because it's just too big of a upturn for it to be some just because of the market. I just don't think so. But I, I don't know. Um, you know, what price did you buy it already? Did, what price did you get in? No, I, I haven't bought it. Oh, you have not. Okay, okay. If you haven't bought it, I don't. I would not chase it because very often they things shoot up like this and they get back some of it before they continue up. So I'd be patient. If you really want to okay. be in it, I, I wouldn't buy it because it's too small. Just too small. It's, it's going to be very erratic, and that makes me nervous. Um, so, um, but the fundamentals look like they're improving, which is a good sign. But I'd wait for a pullback if you really want to get into it. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't buy it at this point. Breeden, appreciate the call. Thank you. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And during these times when social distancing guidelines require most of us to work at home and stay at home, you might have some additional discretionary time because you aren't commuting. In, this, in that case, I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we have on our website. I would appreciate that. InvestTalk.com. This is where you can learn more about the various investment strategies, opportunities we offer at KPP Financial. Okay, you know, for example, how about our active 401k program? If you have a 401k and you need help with buying and selling and knowing what you should invest in your own 401k, that's what it's designed for. Okay, and it's pretty simple. Clients can simplify their 401k investing in four easy steps. And we use math-based models to guide you in those things, depending on how much risk you want to take. We figure out how much risk you want to take. So start exploring investtalk.com, and when you're ready, speak with me or Justin and send us a message or call KPP Financial at Irvine, California, we'll be happy to talk to you. Now, we can easily set up a portfolio assessment. I mean, we do that all the time. We can do it via phone, Skype. Whatever way, but we're going to need a copy of your portfolio, of course, and it's easy to send it to us. Everything can be done electronically these days. And now taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid-fire hour. At a faster pace, you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. I've been listening to your show for a few weeks now, and I'm enjoying it. My name is Chetu from Illinois. And my question is, if you had any books or sources you would recommend to build a strong foundation in fundamental analysis and technical analysis, and maybe any general sources for investors looking to you know, build their investment philosophy or other educational tools. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing back. Okay, there are two books, uh, must-read books, about fundamentals and technicals. There's a book called Technical Analysis of the Financial Markets, Technical Analysis of the Financial Markets. It's a very, very good book. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's technical analysis, of course, we're talking about uh, charting written by John Murphy. There's another one called The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham, which was originally written in the 1930s. 
and has been updated, but it's the best fundamental analysis book. It's a value-oriented fundamental analysis book. We have lots of books on our website, okay, at investtalk.com. You know, there's you go down, up, go to upper right part of the website, and you'll see a bunch of download menus, and one of those will say books. Go to that, and the books are divided in different types, technical books, fundamental books, that kind of thing. Some of my favorite books um, are uh, Creative Destruction. I really love that book. And uh, if you're a beginner, One Up on Wall Street is a very good book. So there's lots of books out there for you to read, lots. Okay, and I, I, I suggest that you do so because that's the way you're going to learn. Another, one of the many ways you can learn. If you want to learn on, on, online, Vestopedia.com is one of my favorite sites for just getting information, terms, and there's tutorials, there's all kinds of things. Vestopedia.com, I like that, 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 that website. Okay, the economic decline in the first quarter you know, is pretty weak. We saw the numbers out. Economists are now assessing their forecast for the second quarter. Okay, GDP numbers. The first quarter contracted 4.8%. 4.8%. They're expecting the second quarter to be between 25 and 45%. Shrinkage. That's historic. You have to go back to the, the, the Great Recession we have in 2008. The worst quarter was 8.38% shrinkage. That, that for a comparison, think about that. Think about how steep that is. There was a big slump in consumer spending. Remember, our economy is 67% of the is consumer-driven and what they spend. So that was 7.6% fall. They didn't expect it to be that much. Um, so we're looking at a pretty tough situation here uh, for the next quarter. We will start to come out. We will start to come out of this the third quarter. The fourth quarter, we'll see some pretty good growth in GDP. Okay, from, but, but remember, that's from a very low point because we're going to give up a huge chunk here in this quarter we're in now. So how long will it get back to the same size economy we were before? I, I have no idea, really. I don't know. No one really does. Everybody's guessing. Let's go ahead and try to squeeze another caller. The number is 888-99-CHART. Hi there. My name is Ben. I'm uh, from Oregon. I'm brand new to the stock exchange or stock market and I just opened my first Roth IRA last night and I'm curious. I've been advised by a couple friends to invest that money into ETFs like BOOG and SPY. And I'm curious if you have any insight on which would you prefer, if you have any other um, places you think might serve me better, and what percentage of my annual contribution do you think would be best to go towards those ETFs? Thank you very much, and look forward to hearing from you. I would split up uh, into three ETFs, and those two are good, because those are the ones the DIA, or DOG is the Dow, the Dow 30, uh, SPY, SPY is the uh, SP 500, and then there's the QQQs, which is the NASDAQ 100. The NASDAQ 100 have more tech stocks in it. The S&P 500 represents about 80% of the market. And the, the DIA or the DOG is the Dow 30. That represents about 20% of the market. 
but it's the 20 largest companies. So when you invest in all three of those, you're going to have some overlap because they're in some of those stocks are in the others. Many of them are. So, but those as a beginner, that's where you start. You don't start buying individual stocks till you know more. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. That's the goal. And of course, the work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now. 888 99Chart. On the next Invest Talk, many analysts think that stocks will find fresh lows as the reality of COVID 19 financial damage becomes obvious. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here. He'll have unbiased answers, but you must call with your questions. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. Hello, Stephen Justin. This is Ogie from New Jersey. I would like to have your opinion on Invesco Limited, IVZ. This is a company that provides investment management services, and therefore it's cyclical. And now it's in the downturn. So I actually already own a position. I'm down about 30%. And I was wondering if I should, you know, add more and down cost average, down average my position or should I sell? Thank you very much. I'd get out. Uh, IVZ, Vesco, it's an independent global investment management of equities, fixed income and alternatives. The reason why I get out. Before the crisis, this COVID crisis, it was sailing for $18 a share. It fell all the way down to 7 and has recovered to $8.62. So from the top to where it is now, that's still down 70%. 7-0 in two months. Well, look at the market. The market fell 30, at the most, 37%. 37%. And it's recovered about 60% of that. This has recovered hardly anything. No. This is a very poorly ran, whatever it is, whatever they're doing, it's, they're doing poorly. Also, I noticed the, uh, vice chairman is retiring, so, you know, he should retire. This is very bad. This thing was selling for $34 a share, or higher, a little bit higher than that, in 2017. Now it's eight. I would not put a dime in this. Get out, find something better. IVZ. IVZ, everybody. Remember, you got to compare uh, mutual funds, ETFs. You know, anybody managing managing a group of some stocks, uh, are, you, know, you have to compare what their peers are doing what, and how good are they compared to them. Don't think just because it fell really, really hard, therefore it must be cheap, therefore I must buy it because it's now inexpensive. That's not the right thinking. You got to look at the management. The management doesn't. You know, uh, how, how well have they done in this crisis? IVZ has done terrible in this crisis. Stay away. Now, I have a question for you, everybody. You know, we're getting a lot of starting to back to work kind of things. It's very tentative, and it's going to get, it's going to grow as we get into May and more and more people. My question is, and I, and I think this is a personal decision by everybody about this COVID-19. When do you go back? to your old habits. When do you go back to doing what you were doing before? When do you go see a movie? When do you go to a restaurant? You know, I know for myself, I'm going to go back as soon as I can, of course, with the restrictions, whatever they are, but I want to I want to help get this started again. Uh, I, how do I do that? By If I want to go to a restaurant, I'm going to go to a restaurant. If I'm going to a movie, I'll go to a movie. 
trying to get things moving again. I mean, it's desperate for a lot of people, you know, that need these jobs. But of course, you got to do it with in mind, you know, taking the precautions you're supposed to take. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you don't do that. Of course, you do. But I'm not going to let uh, let this this stop me from doing things. Um, but just I will be doing things just differently. But I still will be doing them. That was that's my personal decision. But I think that I think a lot of people are going to think about this. You know, you're going to go back to eat at a restaurant. You know, they're going to have plexiglass between tables and all kinds of stuff. We know that, right? But that's but even with those precautions, are you not going to do it? Are you are you going to stay away because you're afraid? Uh, and I'm in the risk group, right? I'm over 65, so I'm in the risky group up there. So, but I'm still going to do it. I, I I think it's important that we try to get back to as much normal as we can with those restrictions that we have to live with, whatever they are. So that's my personal opinion. Everybody else, you have to make your own decisions, and, of course, I will not criticize that decision. Because, you know, it's, it's a personal thing, you know. I'm Steve Pease, and this completes another Investile program. I will return Friday with highlights. Justin will be here tomorrow. Uh, Friday I will have the highlights of the KPP Premium Newsletter. So please remember that you can access our free InvestTalk podcast downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Be sure to listen, review, and we would love for you to rate us, too. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. We have just posted our all-new April bonus show, show podcast, too. Well, we went through a bunch of questions really fast. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.